Hello and welcome into another edition of your favorite podcast, Burgers and Brats. Got a very special episode for y'all today. Going to be introducing record breaker from Indiana State University swim and dive, Zoe Smith, and also breaking down the latest in the NFL and college football weekend of action, including the Red River rivalry. So stay tuned uh, for all that and more. Make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service at Burgers and Brats, and stay updated with latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and hopefully you're watching on YouTube at Burgers and Brats. And check out the podcast website. Go get your merch today, www.burgersbratspodcast.com. So with all that being said, let's welcome in Senior from Raleigh, North Carolina, of the Indiana State Sycamore Swim and Dive Team, Zoe Smith. Zoe, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, of course. So I did notice uh, your name is spelt Zoe, but it is Zoe. Yeah. Pronounced Zoe. All right. Well, may may slip up a few times, but uh, we'll see. Uh, where can everyone find where can we find you on socials? Kind of check out. Um, you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is Z-O-E-E-S-4. All right. So now you got two E's in your name on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You're just spelling all, spelling all over. Hey, no rhyme or reason to it. Nope. <laughs> um. So this is your second year as a Sycamore coming in from Bowling Green transfer in. How uh you you broke you have two records at indiana state now uh in your first season mm-hmm. what you got the one one meter diving you got a score of 290.55 and then the three meter diving 309.23 okay i i really don't understand the diving scoring system how how impressive is this it's got to be impressive if it's a <laughs> record Okay, so the way diving scoring works is everyone competes a list and a list is made up of six dives. And in those six dives, you have to cover five categories, which are front, back, reverse, inward, and a twister. And then your sixth dive is an option of any of those categories and you can do what you want. And then for scoring, um, the judges score like all parts of the dive from when you start and you hurdle like and the actual flipping in the air and how the position looks. And then the end of the dive is the entry. And then they score based on how clean the entry is. And you basically just try to have the smallest splash possible. That That is a lot of dives. What is the max score that you can get on one of these dives? Is there a max? Um, there isn't really a max. So the way they determine the scores is there's usually three judges and they score you from a one to a 10. And then they combine the scores of the three judges, they add them up, and then they multiply it by the difficulty of the dive. And then what that equals is the score you got for the dive. That's a little too much math for me. It's uh, math yeah. for me too. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, 290 and a 309 sounds pretty impressive. Um, so Sycamore is glad to have you breaking records. Um, so it's your second year there going into your second year seasons a week away. Yeah. You guys. So kind of how long did it take you to kind of adapt to being at ISU? Um, it was definitely a transition transferring as a junior. It was, it was pretty difficult. I would say, um, cause like you're not starting over with all the other freshmen in the dorms. You're kind of like 
halfway through college already and starting over at a new place. So I had to make all new friends, adjust to a whole new team, new academic load. And just there was a lot of adjusting, but I would say I got adjusted pretty fast, made some really good friends and just kind of like really immersed myself into the family that is our team. So it was a lot easier than I was expecting it to be, but it still was a challenge as adjusting to a whole new life is. Oh yeah. You can't, you can't be an upperclassman going into a new place. And then, I mean, I'm sure you got treated just like a freshman, which that's not fun the first time. And it's definitely not fun the second time, especially when you're older uh, than those underclassmen. So more confident this year, a pretty good team environment. uh, Mm -hmm. You would say. Yeah. I love our team this year. I think we have a great mix of girls. We have people from all over the country and all over the world. So there's a lot of different cultures and perspectives and just a variety of people. So it's really cool to be able to come together and be one team and just experience what everyone has to offer from who they are. Yeah, I saw a few different uh, nationalities on that team. Um, So you guys went seven and three last year. You guys have had a few pretty good seasons, but definitely have been building up uh, the last few years comparatively. Uh, How confident are you in this this year's team in kind of not just duplicating, but even advancing and doing way better uh, as last year? Um, I think we're in a really good place as a team this year. Our team culture just gets better every year with all the new people that we bring in. So it's definitely going to be an interesting thing to see how the freshmen progress throughout the season and how we come together as a team for conference at the end of the year, which will be really exciting and fun. But our goal is to win conference. So hopefully that happens this year. Yeah. You guys got second last year in the Missouri Valley Conference. Mm -hmm. We were seated like fifth going in at the beginning of the season. So it kind of was a shock to everyone. So that was really cool to be a part of. And Not to you guys, though. What? Not a shock to you guys. No, no. We knew we were. We had it. Yeah. What are you guys? What's the preseason rankings right now? I've, those have been released, right? Um. Yeah, I think they got released last week, and we're currently sitting second behind um, Missouri. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're sitting wow. second behind them. So you got a big time school. Uh, you got to compete against. Yeah. Uh, it is the Missouri Valley, but. Um. Yeah, so you, you guys are pretty confident you can win. Is it a it's a pretty upperclassman filled team? Um. Yeah, we graduated a big group of seniors, so a lot of like the leadership girls they were seniors and they graduated. So the juniors from last year, we really had to pick it up and come together and like become the new leadership group. So that's really good. And then we also brought in a lot of freshmen too. So it's kind of a mix of people on the team. Yeah bunch of transfers or just uh, recruited um we just had a big freshman class coming in I think we had a few transfers so yeah um so you got the first meet coming up in Green Bay yeah against Green Bay and then I think you've got another meet the next day in Wisconsin yeah it's we have one against Green Bay and then we're going to drive up to Milwaukee and compete the next day there wow so you're going to be divulging in a lot of cheese Mm-hmm. And, She's uh, yeah, uh, coming up this weekend mm-hmm. um are you excited for the season excited for this first week yeah it'll be fun just because it's like a travel meet everyone's all together and just to see like all the freshmen in their first real meet so it'll be really fun and just I'm so excited for the season to start 
how how does your season consist of? I know there's home and away, obviously, and then there's uh, different meets where a bunch of other teams come in, uh, neutral sites and like tournament style, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. Tournament style kind of meets yeah. you guys have? All right. Mm-hmm. And then you got conference. You got another national meet that you can qualify mm-hmm. for. And then I guess if you qualify at if you win your re- or you win your conference, you go to nationals. So the way it works is we have a bunch of like home and away meets. Some are dual meets, some are tri meets, and then some are like invites. Um, so we're traveling a decent amount this year, and then our season starts in October and it goes all the way through conference in February. And then based on how well you do throughout the season, you can score and qualify to zones or the swimmers go to CSCA, like a national invite meet. So based on how well you do in the season, and if you score to the qualifying times or score for that, then you'll go on to the postseason. and those meets run until the middle of March. So we go all the way from October until the middle of the March. That is a long competition season. Mm-hmm. It's really long. That is, that is, yeah, that is, that is extremely too much, uh, maybe too many competitions, but hey, uh, not to brag again, but talking about NCAA zones, you were the first ever Sycamore to mm-hmm. go to NCAA zone C championships and compete in the one meter and three meter. Mm -hmm. Can you brag about yourself? (laughs) How hard is that? First ever Um, years in your school. um, It was definitely really cool. Um, At my old school, I qualified for one meter. So to be able to qualify for both and make it through the long season and have a strong list going in there, it was really fun. And I'm really proud of that because it was a long season and the transition from transferring schools and just adjusting to a whole new environment was a challenge. So I was really proud of myself for being able to qualify and make it there. Yeah, that was very impressive. Um, Making it back this year and winning. Hopefully. (laughs) Sure. What, what kind of have you been working on? Uh, You've been upgrading quite a bit. I mean, is it, it's hard to upgrade uh, when you're already, holding records and making it to championships. So have you kind of been working to, what are you kind of been doing to ensure that you make it back to uh, not just zone C, but dominating and placing? Um, So we've been working a lot on basics this year. So just kind of taking it back, focusing on the little details so that when you put them on bigger dives, they come together a lot easier and it's just less to think about when you're working on them. And I'm always trying to learn new dives just because I think it's fun. So there's some new dives, hopefully, in the works this season. So that's really exciting. And I just hope to keep going in a positive direction and learning new dives and trying to make them as best as they can be. What is the coolest dive you've ever done? King, King, do you think we'd understand? Okay, I could explain it in simple terms. So it's a reverse two and a half twister and a one and a half flip. Dang. Three meter. Pretty impressive. Yeah, it's the scariest dive I've ever done, too. <laughs> but it's definitely the coolest. And you you competed that last year? I competed in my freshman year. Okay, so we, we're going bigger, though? Um, bigger, we're like, we're, like, we're done with that one. Uh, uh, <laughs> that one, really scary. So we're changing <laughs> it up a little bit. But yeah, that was definitely the coolest and the scariest one that I've done. 
I mean, all those flips and stuff are scary. I hate hitting the water. I mean, I'll do a front flip or like some twists into it because my gymnastics background, but it, it ain't off three meters and all that. It's it's just a little baby flip because I'm not hitting that water, not knowing where I'm at, hitting face first, belly flopping, back flopping. Uh-uh, that ain't for me. Not it, it doesn't feel good, does it? When you no. hit me. <laughs> no. I'm sure you hit you hit wrong a bunch on that flip at, at first. Yeah. It happens all the time. It's just like whenever you learn a new dive, you just know that you're gonna smack and it's part of the process. So it kind of like I'm just unfazed by it now. I expect it sometime or eventually. So it just comes yeah. when it comes and you hit the water and you get up and you do it again. Yeah, do you just have to go for it. Do you guys get trampolines or uh, spotting belts and get to flip into those? So Yeah, we do. So that makes it easier. But sometimes when you get on the board and go into the water, it just goes out the window and you just have to hope for the best and spot your spot and hopefully you're up and down on your head. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. How many how many times a week do you uh, land on your face in the pool? Um, it's definitely less now than when I was like learning all my dives, but you know, it just, sometimes it happens. You get lost. You have a bad takeoff. You never really know. And really depends on the day. You never know what you're going to get when it comes to diving. So you just have to hope for the best and hope your training and your body knows what to do. But yeah. Nothing a full bottle of Advil won't fix. For sure. <laughs> um, so what kind of does... Or are you a home meat person or an away meat person? I mean, you really can't be, you get to sleep in your bed on those home meats. You get mm-hmm. to come straight home. But I mean, those away meats, you're going into a different building. Um, it's kind of like you're the villain there and you, those road trips with the friends and teammates. I mean, nothing really beats it. So are you more of a home kind of meat person or do you like those away meats? Um, I honestly really like both. I think... I like home meets more because like I'm on my own boards that I'm used to. Like mm-hmm. it's like our home. We're there every day and I do get to sleep in my own bed and like all of our friends from like other teams come and watch too. So it's like really cool to be like in front of like your school and the fans. But I also really do like away meets, not really because of like the meat aspect of it, which is like funny to say, but just because like the trips and like the long bus rides and just like, the shenanigans and like the hotels, like with your teammates while you're trying not to think about diving. So like that part of it's really fun, but diving wise, I definitely like home meets more just because we're on our boards and it's our pool. So. Yeah. I mean, that, that gives you a definite advantage and come and makes you comfortable going for your dives and everything kind of mentioned, uh, take your mind off diving. So question, what, what, anything, what kind of do you do? I mean, during the week on competition day, to kind of take your mind off of diving um at practice and during the week I would just say like trying to have fun and always being positive because I always dive the best when I'm having fun and like enjoying myself and then at meets it's kind of like the same thing like I just try to relax and have fun when I'm in the middle of the meet I don't watch the other divers like I put my airpods in I listen to music and I just like face the wall face the other way and that's just like I stay in my own zone um something that I do that everyone makes fun of me for is I play subway surfers like religiously at meets because I just 
focus on the subway surfer and not what dives that I have to do or like what's coming up. So it just keeps my mind off of it. And that helps me stay in the zone and get it done. Yeah. Do your thing. I mean, whatever works, it works. Um, so you're kind of sitting in that corner, like Michael Phelps was, uh, during those Olympics, just mean mugging, got the headphones in, uh, not thinking about anything. Yeah. I have my little parka on. I'm just like sitting in a ball <laughs> in my own little world for sure. How, how different are, uh, meet weeks, uh, with, uh, just every day and then practice and all that? Um, it depends when the meets are like on the weekend and like depending on how long the meet is and the format of the meet. So it kind of depends what the meet is based on how we do our training. But most of the time, like the week before the meets is just like meet prep. So we do all the dives that we'll be competing. Um, Lifting is a little bit different those weeks too. So we just try to like sharpen our dives and keep our bodies feeling good and really focus on recovery during those weeks because meets are long. So you want to get prepared for that and do your best there. Yeah, that is a that's a long season. Meets, how long are meets typically? Um, some meets, dual meets go pretty fast, but like NCAA zones, that's like a five hour meet because there's like 60 girls competing and everyone has to do six dives. So you like do a dive, then you sit down and just chill out for like a good 30, 45 minutes before you have to go do the other one. So it's a long meet. Yeah, I can imagine doing that. I mean one one five second skill and then uh, you gotta go sit for that long and just wait and hope other yeah. people wait on their face not you <laughs> yeah um what has it always been kind of you wanted to do swim and dive your whole life no so I was a gymnast for I think it was like 10 years I did gymnastics and then my freshman year of high school my body was just hurting and I was just like, you know, I don't really want to do this like all the way through college. And, you know, so then my parents were like, oh, well, you should try diving because the flips are kind of the same. So then I transitioned to diving and I fell in love with it and never looked back. And I've had a lot of fun with it. I made the best friends and it's like gave me a lot of life experiences. So I'm just so glad that I switched to diving. Yeah, I mean, I'd say doing pretty good at it um, <laughs> comparatively to what I'm, uh, those records and you making it to NCAAs and everything. But yeah, gymnastics, it don't feel right on your body. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> no. uh, what, who was an athlete you kind of looked up to uh, growing up? Kind of wanted to be like whether, I mean, obviously maybe in just gymnastics, diving, or just overall you wanted to be uh, inspired to be that person as good as they are at their sport. I would say growing up, like I always looked up to Sean Johnson as a gymnast. She's just like a powerful yeah. gymnast. She's a beast. So that's somebody that I always just looked up with, like even in gymnastics and now in diving and just the way she lives her life. It's really cool. So she's somebody that I've always looked up to. What is a meet that you're looking forward to this year? Besides, I mean, making NCAAs and all that kind of a road um, I would say my or not my favorite the meet that I'm most excited for is probably conference yeah conference is my favorite meet because it's like all the hard work you've put in for the year it's just like all coming together and like conference is the place to show it all your teammates are showing it too and it's just like the most hype meet of the season and it's just like the vibes are just so different it's just so much fun where is conference this year 
This year conference is in Evansville, Indiana. All right. Nowhere Indiana. Got it. Um maybe Burgers and Bras can make a trek out to Evansville, Indiana to watch the Missouri Valley Conference uh swim and dive championships. Mm-hmm. Evansville, man, these are some these are some random towns you guys be going to. Mm-hmm. It is a, it is a Missouri Valley. Um, what's kind of your favorite memory so far being at Indiana State? Um, my favorite memory, um, something that I love about Indiana State that I feel like really sets itself apart from a lot of other schools that I've like looked at and talked to over the years is the family aspect of it. Like our team, we really emphasize being a family and just like being your best self, like for yourself and then for everyone else. And like, we all work together and we're a team and like everyone plays a part in our success. And then the support staff that we have here, we have great trainers, we have great like administrators um, and they all want us to be our best and see us succeed and they'll do anything to help us get there. So that's probably my favorite thing about ISU. No. Yeah. I mean, that family aspect is probably the most important part in a winning formula. Uh, being a team, being friends, being so close, that family feel, that's that's what puts teams kind of over the edge. You can have the talent all you want, but if you're not a team and all that, if you, if you don't feel like you like the person next to you, diving next to you, you're, you're not going to win. So uh, that family aspect, yeah, that's, that's huge. That's, I mean, you guys were picked kind of middle of the pack last year, and that family feel, it, it definitely helps you get up to at least second and helps you do a lot better because you striving to succeed for that person next to you and everything. So yeah, that's awesome. Uh, family atmosphere. Um, so interior design major, what plans after graduation are we going to be doing? You got some records. You could have a baller out year this year. Any chance for something after with diving, maybe, I don't know. I think next year, 2024, we got the Olympics coming up. Olympic <laughs> team? Should we um, some calls? No, the Olympics, it's not really on the radar. I think that would be absolutely insane. But hey, we've got some pool over here. I can get you in. I got you. Uh, for I'll sure. I'll make the call. I'll call whoever. Whatever. Um, I mean, I think it's in Paris. So I'll be calling. I'll call the Eiffel Tower right now. Hey, Just let them know, yeah. We're getting Zoe in right now. Um, I think Red Bull cliff diving would be insane. That is scary. <laughs> but I don't think I'm built for diving. But cool as heck. That tall, so I don't know. Maybe we'll get some high diving in or something. I don't know. I'm not really ready to be done with diving yet, so we'll see where it takes me. Maybe I'll do, like, master's diving or I don't even know, so. You get a you have a COVID year, right? I do, yeah. So we could stay for a third year. Yeah, so I will be taking it next year. So I have another year with diving and then really have to figure out what I'm gonna do. All right. Well, I mean, we put in that work, we go to the Olympics, we go to Paris. Um, or I mean, Red Bull, they'll fly you out to they go everywhere, do some high cliff diving. So you get to go fly out, do two two dives or something, and um, I say that sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Get free Red Bull, so for sure stuff that goes good with Red Bull. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, that'd be that'd be cool and everything. So officially, one more year 
as a sycamore after this? Yep. That's breaking news, everyone. That's breaking news. <laughs> Joe Smith. Yeah, you heard it here. <laughs> record holder at ISU is coming back for her COVID year. Um, so all right, breaking news. That'll that'll get some uh, head started right there. That'll that'll be good. Um so if you go undefeated this year, or uh maybe when your conference, you guys probably should win. So maybe if you go back to NCAAs and place, maybe I'll come do uh your scary dive on a maybe a one meter. Well, I probably won't be able to make it around on a one meter. I think three meters maybe the way to go. That's pretty tall. I don't know. I don't know if I knew that. I'm a little scared of heights, especially oh, no. <laughs> diving, diving on some water. Oh, I don't like oh, it. That. <laughs> you you go undefeated or when go to championships, I'll I'll do the dive. I'll come out. All right. So, so where wherever a sycamore, where 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 is Sycamore Nation? It's um Terre Haute, Indiana. Could anyone could anyone listening? Place that on a map. No. <laughs> and what what is a sycamore for everyone? Listen, um, a sycamore is a tree. That would make sense. I know what a so, sycamore is. I didn't even think. Yep. Where are the trees? What is your your logo? Is just a what is it? A D with a sycamore through it. It's like a. It's Do you just have like sycamore trees in Indiana. Yeah, our campus is full of them. All right, all right. I actually just learned what a sycamore tree is like last week, so. I couldn't give you the specifics, but I could tell you it was probably a tree. But Yeah. All right, so the Indiana State trees. Yeah. Um, Where can we watch some meats? Is there anywhere we can watch meats? Uh, um, I post a lot of them on my social media. There are some live stream conference will be live streamed too, and so will zones and NCAAs. So you can watch so them. No, so nothing until February. Nope. We'll find a way. Birds and Brats, we'll find a way to watch. I'll get y'all guys the streams. We'll go, we'll go those Twitch streams. We'll we'll find them. We'll those illegal streams. We'll get it somehow of uh Indiana State diving. So um, Zoe, thanks for coming on. And it's been fun talking to you about some swim and dive. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. I I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, great <laughs> podcast. I did not pay her to say that, guys. <laughs> uh, she said that on her own. So that wasn't me. I wasn't bribing her. Um, what are your socials for everyone listening and where we can watch some of your um dives? My Instagram is Z-O-E-E-S4, and I always post my dives after meets there. So yeah. you can in there and then i believe we can find any estate swim and dive on instagram twitter they've youtube yeah. so mm -hmm. we can check out indiana state sycamore uh go go check them out go follow uh indiana state swim and dive so i mean record breaker zoe smith two records at indiana state first ever uh sycamore making it to zone c we wish you a ton of luck for this upcoming season Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you all.
That was Zoe Smith of the Indiana State Swim and Dive Team. Uh, great having her on. Go check her out on her socials and check out the Indiana State Swim and Dive Team. So hopefully they have a great year and bring home conference and some NCAA championships. All right. <clears throat> before we get started or before we break down college football and NFL games from this past weekend, uh, let's go into On This Day in History, sponsored by Hefner Eye Care. Check them out, HefnerEyeCare.com, located 5757 Northwest. 132nd Street in Oklahoma City. Check out their website, HefnerEyeCare.com, and use their virtual try-on. Try on any glasses, sunglasses, uh, see how you look uh, without having to leave the comfort of your couch. Hefner Eye Care. Uh, on this day in history, 1941, FDR approves mm -hmm. the atomic program that leads to the Manhattan Project. Anyone seen Oppenheimer? Great movie. You guys got to go see it. Three hours. Wish it was longer, honestly. So on this day, 1941, 1919, the Reds beat the White Sox in the World Series, uh, later uh, known as the Black Sox Scandal, where the uh, Chicago White Sox players threw the series for some cash and then got a lifetime ban from the sport. 1975, Saturday Night Live was created. And then happy birthday, John Lennon, David Lee Roth, uh, Maria Bueno, and Cardi B. Happy birthday. That's on this day in history, sponsored by Hefner Eye Care. All right, let's start with college football. As you know, Burgers and Brats was live in Dallas for the Texas State Fair and the Cotton Bowl, the Red River rivalry. OU beats Texas 34 to 30 and just another instant classic. I mean, I've been going to, I've been to every game since 2005. Uh, these games do not disappoint every year. This game is just incredible. Comes down to the wire, a single possession game. It, it, it always lives up to the hype. No matter what team is, what each team is ranked, no matter their feelings going into the game, it always turns into an instant classic. And this was uh, OU uh, having the lead for most of the game. Pretty OU, pretty much dominating Texas. It felt like in all aspects for this game, and then Texas getting a lead. With just over one minute to go, Oklahoma, no timeouts. Dylan Gabriel leads them on a <clears throat> just a minute drive, going all the way down the field and scoring a touchdown with 15 seconds left. Just incredible poise, incredible determination from this OU team after, I mean, last year getting thumped mm -hmm. uh, with Dylan Gabriel making his first start in the Red River rivalry. It is no easy game to make your first start in, and all the emotions and the nerves just in this game, the greatest rivalry in sports, the greatest game, the greatest atmosphere in sports, 50-50, uh, nothing better. So Dylan Gabriel on the game, 23 of 38, uh, 285 yards, one one passing touchdown, and then another rushing touchdown. He, he balled out, man. He looked really good, 113 rushing yards, in the game, the most ever by an OU quarterback against Texas in that game. 113, most ever. Jalen Hurst didn't do it. Kyler Murray didn't do it. Jamel Holloway didn't do it. Dylan Gabriel did it. So did it with his arms and his legs. Uh, Tawi Walker, 15 attempts, 46 yards. He had two touchdowns in this game. Farouk uh, had some good catches. Five receptions for 130 yards, 26 yards average. And then Drake Stoops, I mean, balled out four catches, 55 yards. Um, it, Nick Anderson with the one catch uh, on the day, the most important catch, uh, getting the win. Uh, Texas, on the other hand, Quinn Ewers, two interceptions, one fumble. He went 31 of 37, 
So got a lot of got a lot of pass completions. Three hundred and forty six yards. That's a lot of yards. Uh, one touchdown. Uh, he sacked five times though. It's five times. You're not going to win games if your offense line can't hold up and you're getting sacked. Uh, no matter how good you are. Uh, running back uh, Jonathan Brooks, twenty two attempts, one hundred twenty nine yards, one touchdown. Uh, they look they look good running the ball. I mean. Can we talk about that goal line stand, though? Four plays from the one-yard line. Oklahoma defense comes up big, gets the stop over Texas. I <clears throat> There there were a ton of mistakes on both sides. Uh, missed field goals, blocked punts for a touchdown, interceptions, uh, failed fourth-down conversions, made fourth-down conversions. So a lot went right and a lot went wrong for both teams. There's really no, oh, uh, this team played lights out, this team, this, this team played lights out. No. Uh, both teams had mistakes. Both teams could have uh, came away with a win, and Oklahoma pretty much should have thumped them and beat them by more. It feels like, oh, you could have been up at least 21 touchdowns. You have a drop touchdown pass to go into halftime. It's a field goal. Give up a <clears throat> blocked punt field goal. You give up a fourth and two touchdown pass. So, I mean, a lot of things went against Oklahoma as well, and they could have easily won this game very handily and just dominated but Oklahoma getting the win super fun fun atmosphere uh kind of kind of lost hope when Texas goes down kicks that last second field goal to go up 30 to 27 but uh it's called sooner magic baby that's sooner magic uh expected uh, Oklahoma jumping up to number five in the poll this week Texas dropping down to number nine we'll mo- more than likely see a um Another matchup between these two in the coming weeks in Dallas again, but this time at Jerry's World for the rematch of the Big 12 Championship. Uh, my week seven college football rankings go in this order. Uh, 10, USC, 9, Texas, 8, Penn State, 7, Oregon, 6, Washington, 5, Oklahoma, 4, Ohio State, 3, Florida State, 2, Michigan, and number one, dominate Georgia. Uh, they look good this week. Uh, USC uh, dropped them all the way down to 10. I mean, they did not look good. Three overtimes versus Arizona should have lost this game. They're down 17 to nothing in the beginning. Caleb Williams balled out at five touchdowns, maybe six. Uh, that defense, man. What did we try to tell you? Alex Grinch cannot stop an ant getting through uh, those guys. It. That is going to need to be fixed. I do not see this USC team being a contender. Yeah, they can maybe lose just one game in the Pac-12 because they can score some points. Lincoln Riley is a genius on uh, getting uh, conversions and touchdowns. And Caleb Williams, I mean, best player in football right now. So I think this USC team does lose. They play Notre Dame. So that'll be a tough test. Notre Dame, uh, they get silenced by Louisville. Nothing went right for them. Three turnovers in this game. Uh, Louisville stuns the Irish and just kind of beats them to a pulp. They look dominant the whole game. Uh, Mark, Notre Dame is officially eliminated from the college football playoff with their second loss. Marcus Freeman, I don't think his job is in trouble. I, I like him as a coach. I think he's pretty good. I mean, they were one stop away, one yard away from beating Ohio State. Uh, you're going to lose games at, you're gonna lose night games to top twenty-five teams. It, it happens. This that was their third straight top twenty-five opponent. Top twenty, yeah, top twenty-five opponent. So one's not gonna go your way. You can't show out every week. They're college players. It, it happens. So I, I think Marcus Freeman should should feel okay about 
uh, him staying in Notre Dame. I, I like what he's building. He's getting his recruits and everything. So, uh, but Louisville, they look pretty good. Undefeated six and zero, uh, beating the Irish. Uh, Georgia kind of thought I knew Georgia was going to win this game against Kentucky. I did think it would be closer going into the fourth quarter. No, yeah, I think it was twenty one nothing. Uh, thirty some thirty four to three and a half, thirty four ten and a half. So Georgia played their best game of the year by far, dominating the Wildcats. Uh, they're number one for they they look good. They can repeat playing like that. Uh, Michigan looks solid. They have still not played a great opponent. Opponent that I deem is, uh, I mean, decent. Uh, I think the Big Ten is still not that great, especially on that lower half and. Minnesota, they can maybe score support. P.J. Flex, good coach, but uh, I, I still like Michigan overall as a team, but I want to see them get tested by an actual uh, opponent that has a pulse. The Miami Hurricanes, what were you thinking? Mario Cristobal, what were you thinking? I mean, this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, Miami is up with – Miami's up four, five points – 35 seconds left running the ball in Georgia Tech territory when all it takes is one single knee. One single knee is all you need to run out the clock and win this game. You're up. You're five and oh. You have a or four and oh. You have a chance to go to a a good bowl game, a, a New York Six bowl game if you just keep winning and the ACC championship game. If you just keep winning because ACC, uh, you can make it. Uh, Fumbles the ball, Georgia Tech two plays to score, and you let the, the guy get behind your defense? Why are you not running prevent defense on the final play? It, it, just ridiculous stuff from Mario Cristobal in Miami. I, I'd shut the program down, and I'd want Mario Cristobal fired immediately. I would not have want him to even get in his car to go back home as the head coach. I would have want him gone then and there. That is how embarrassing of a loss that was for Miami. You're up with 30 seconds left. Just knee the ball. That Georgia Tech has no timeouts. Ridiculous. Uh, Ohio State slow start, uh, but end up beating Maryland and the Terrapins uh, by double digits. So um, Ohio State's got to get that figured out. Slow starts all year. Once you, I think they play Penn State next week. So got to get the ball rolling early. Can't just wait till the final final half. LSU can't stop anyone scoring, but don't matter because no one can stop them. LSU gets a big win over a top 25 opponent, Missouri. Uh, just, I mean, they, they can't stop scoring. LSU, uh, they got to fix that Fix that in uh, Louisiana State. Uh, Brian Kelly, fix that defense. Um, and that's college football recap. So those are my top 10 for the week. And uh, hopefully you agree. Let me know what you thought of my college football rankings. Uh, now let's go to the NFL. Well, the Bears finally got a win on Thursday night against the Washington Commanders. Justin Fields looked good, 15-29, 282 yards, four touchdowns. DJ Moore, eight receptions, 230 yards, three touchdowns. Should have been a fourth touchdown, honestly, for uh, being nitpicky. But uh, Bears finally get a win in that win column. The Jags stunned the Bills in London. They've been in London for two weeks now. Uh, Jaguars, stay in London. You're getting two wins. Uh, that's two of your wins already. I I just want to play all my games there. I, I'd be like, Roger Goodell, do not let us come home. Let us stay here in London eating all these peas and beans and uh, fish and chips, and we'll be okay. We're winning games. So Jags look good. 
uh, being the Bills for sure. Uh, Jets get a win over Denver with the Snowcaps. Helmets coming out. Man, it is tough being a Denver Broncos fan right now. But we are tanking for Caleb now. It's official. Tanking for Caleb Williams, but man, it, it is not that offense's problem. We are scoring points. It is that defense. Why did we bring back Vance Joseph to ruin us for a second time? We Why? We really brought him back to ruin us. It, it's ridiculous being a Broncos fan right now. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett's bozo self gets uh, the victory, and even though he did absolutely nothing to help this team win, uh, everyone was congratulating him. Uh, it, pretty embarrassing stuff, letting that dude come in and uh, get a win because that dude cannot coach for Jack. Plain and simple. Uh, Chiefs escape again. Maybe getting a little help from the refs back-to-back weeks. Uh, no defensive pass interference in the final uh, few minutes of that game. Chiefs player takes his helmet off, doesn't get flagged. It's a little ridiculous to me how these Chiefs keep winning games with some fishy officiating. Uh, Travis Kelsey gets injured but comes back in, scores a touchdown. NFL was scared there for a second, losing T-Swift and Travis Kelsey, but we're back. Bengals back on track with uh, three touchdowns from Jamar Chase. He said, I'm always freaking open. Well, he was open this past weekend, got the ball to him. Bengals look back on track. Uh, Dolphins, Tyreek Hill, Machini, uh, they can't stop scoring, man. These Dolphins team, legit. Like I said before, this Dolphins team can win some games. They look really good. And expect them to keep doing good for the season, scoring all these points. Uh, Lions, I, their offense, they're legit. I, I think this Lions team is pretty legit and can win some games. It'll be a good game this week against the Bucks, but Lions, they look really good, putting up 40 points. Uh, so that's the NFL recap. I'll be back later this week uh, breaking down the college football and NFL games. Some good games coming up in college football NFL. Still not a great slate, but to be picking those games. Been doing pretty good on my picks, so uh, check it out. Uh, all right, let's move to the final segment. Who want to share my burger and brought with? Well, I don't know if these things can eat burgers and brats, but I can eat them. I uh, share my burger and brought with 10,000 native oysters. Uh, they were released on a homemade reef off England's coast to help filter pollutants and block storms. So, uh, the Wild Oysters Project in the UK just released 10,000 oysters to live in the wild, undisturbed lives off the northeast coast of England near Newcastle upon Tyne. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Uh, so, o- oysters are a vital part of a marine ecosystem health because of the amount of water they can filter every day and uh, in search of the simple sustenance. A single oyster can filter 50 gallons of water per day or over 100 liters, cleaning out nitrogen and other pollutants. So that's pretty crazy. That's a lot of water and pollutants getting filtered. Uh, the reefs also form natural and important breakwaters and that reduce storm impacts on the sh- on the shore. So with such a uh, dearth in oyster populations, the Wild Oyster Projects built up an artificial reef made of 827 tons of scallop shells and stones to mimic the natural materials of oyster reefs before releasing them into the ecosystem. So a Shermite Bergen brought with the oysters just off the coast of England. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you again to Zoe Smith. 
uh, Indiana State Swim and Dive for coming on the podcast. I go check them out, Indiana State Swim and Dive team. Uh, their season's just coming up this weekend, so cheer them on. Uh, thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service, at Burgers and Brats. Sipped it with latest news on Twitter, Instagram. Hopefully you just watched on YouTube at Burgers and Brats. And check out the podcast website, BurgersBratsPodcast.com. Go get some merch. Go get some merch. Uh, go get that Burgers and Brats. I got everything. And then go support Indiana State. Swim and die. So thank you all for listening. Take care. Stay safe.